Hey guys, welcome to this episode of The Shit Show of My 20s. On this episode, I got to speak with Catherine, and Catherine is an empowerment coach. We talk about her journey from overcoming trauma to becoming a coach, the different healing modalities she uses, such as NLP, tapping, time techniques, and hypnosis. We talk about her journey of body positivity, and at the end, she leads us through this powerful visualization that I think you guys are going to love. I hope you guys enjoy listening. Thank you so much, Catherine, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to hearing about your story. I'd love to start at the beginning. Tell me about you and what your story has been like so far. Sure. Um, Wow, like how far back do I go? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Really, I mean, so as you know, my name is Catherine Drysdale. I am 26, living in L.A. with my fur baby, Cleo. And really, I feel like my story began in, I'd say when I was about 10. That's sort of where my mental health journey began, when my parents were fighting right before they started their divorce. Um, And that's when I went to therapy for the first time. So that's when I first realized that I was struggling with depression. And that continued on and off through most of my adult life as well through high school, college, and beyond. And while like through that journey, I realized I was like, it wasn't like medication wasn't helping me. I needed to find the answers like in myself. So I was lucky that I had providers that helped empower me to change my environment, to look within and really Yeah, most people, when they think of mental health, they think about, like, medication, how can you fix the problem, and to me, like, while medication can be super helpful for people, and it has helped me, like, get out of a really dark hole, I'd say in some cases, like, it's a band-aid, it doesn't actually fix the problem, like, it can help push you in the right direction to figure out what you need and what you want out of life, Um, but, like, without doing the inner work, like, nothing's actually gonna really change. And so throughout life, um, this was something that I was like figuring out, struggling with. And then in college, I was sexually assaulted. And that really was a huge part of my journey because not only was I like unconscious during it and like I was blackout drunk, it happened on my college campus. I really like I regained consciousness in the middle of it. And I mean, I knew from everything that you hear about sexual assault, like a lot of survivors feel guilty and shameful for even having that happen to them. And most people don't say anything. And so I knew I was like, it's not even for myself, but it's like for the other women and men out there who have had similar experiences. And like, even though in my gut I was like I don't want to say something like this is this could like fuck up my entire life but I had to and so I reported it to the campus I I worked with like my roommates I sought mental health care but I didn't get the care that I needed and so like it's unfortunate but a lot of times in life that we are met with challenges and we don't have the resources we need to move through them. And that's the interesting thing about trauma and sort of why I got into this path of life coaching is that 
like your subconscious brain will protect you from any information that you are not ready to hear and process. And so it wasn't until five years later that I really truly began to like dive into like processing this trauma and coming out the other side, like more empowered than ever. Um, I mean, it took a mental breakdown and leaving my job in entertainment to really come out the other side. But once I did, I was like, ah, this is my purpose. Like I am here on this planet to help other women, like come out the other side to see the light on the other side, to know that like, even if this, if sexual assault, trauma or mental health challenges are part of your story that like you are not alone like it is possible to have like a fulfilling life it is possible to have success and it doesn't have to take like 10 years to do that like you can have that now it doesn't have to take a long time but you have to be willing to do the work and move through it and see the light in the situation admits all all the darkness so that's really like why I'm here and why I got into coaching is to help inspire other women to really step into their power and claim their power and know that like any of these experiences that they had, like, yeah, it's part of your journey, but it doesn't define your journey either. And what helped you get through that trauma? I'd say the biggest thing that helped me through my trauma was I was very lucky to have an amazing therapist and while in most cases talk therapy can be very like detrimental in trauma situations mine helps me see from different angles if that makes sense like almost zooming out taking out the lessons um not that like obviously like no one deserves to have trauma and sexual assault happen to them but really being able to like zoom out and realize like it's not about me it's about them It's about my abusers and recognizing that there is not a single thing that I could have done to prevent this from happening, regardless of what society tells us. So society tells us that it's what you're wearing. If you are scantily clad, like you're asking for it. If you are drinking, you are more susceptible to it. If you are acting slutty, then that means you want it. And even though, like, all of these things were part of my journey and my experience, like, yeah, I was very, like, sexually explorative before all of this happened. And so that really affected my psyche, too. But realizing that, like, none of these choices that I made had anything to do with this happening. It was the choice that these two men made. And, like, while they they took my power away in that moment... I've realized that I still have control of my life. I am still in control of who I allow into my life and how I carry through the day. Um, And I'd say the biggest thing too, like not to say that drinking really, like if people drink, like that's fine. But I realized like I often ended up in like sketchy situations when alcohol was involved. And I realized like I want to have control over my life. I want to be open to good and positive experiences and not like numb any pain that I was experiencing. 
So really like taking alcohol out of the equation and then taking a hard look at like, what is this teaching me? What am I here to do? Because at the very beginning, uh, my therapist even was trying to help me figure out a lawsuit with my college to get the support that I needed that I didn't get when it happened. And realizing that like, I don't want to meet hate with hate. That's not how we change the world. It's through love. It's through empowerment. It's through education. And so really shifting that perspective and shifting the mindset to like, how can we educate people what consent means? How can we educate people on supporting others when you see something that is not right? How can we educate people on even like female pleasure and like what an abusive relationship can look like? Sometimes it's not physical, sometimes it's emotional. So really just like opening up those conversations and like talking about the stuff that like might be taboo that makes people uncomfortable. It's like having those conversations. That's how we change it. And that's really like what helps me process the most is like making it not about me because it's not about me. It's about the world. How can we change the world? How can we change our perspective and society and eliminate rape culture? And what did your relationships with men look going forward from that experience? Yeah, I'd say, I mean, obviously I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I'd say after the sexual assault, I, it went like one of two ways. Initially, I actually gained 30 pounds immediately after because I wanted to subconsciously, I didn't realize what I was doing. Now in retrospect, I'm able to see that like subconsciously, I wanted to make myself as unattractive as possible as a protection. So I ate everything in my path. It was a lot of emotional eating. I wore sweatpants. I didn't go out. I literally sat in my dorm room and I didn't do anything. I didn't talk to anyone. I was very, very depressed. And then at some point, a flip switched, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm in control. Like, it's my body. If I want to have sex, I'm going to do it. And I almost went, like, too far on the other end. Like, there wasn't any balance in the situation. Like, I was going through life, like, sleeping with all these random men in my head thinking that this was empowering me. But in retrospect, it was like, I was like going too far because I was like, I want to show that I'm in control. If it's consensual and if I want it and if it's safe using condoms, like I can do whatever I want. But at the end of the day, like I felt empty inside, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what where it really affected my relationship with men is not even with the sex, but I'd say with like emotional intimacy, with trust. And I felt like I couldn't, like, deep down, like, trust men at all. Like, there's this deep, innate fear that any man that I'd get close to would hurt me. So that's why, like, through the rest of college and beyond, most of my situations with men, most of my interactions were, like, I was a chronic first dater. I was a flinger. Like, (laughs) I had, there's a few points where, like, dating was my hobby, Like, I had four dates, I think, yeah, often, very often, I'd have, like, four dates a week with random (laughs) men from all these apps. I was, like, the dating app queen, and 
they were all first dates. Not all of them would lead to sex. Sometimes it would just be like, I just like get a rush from like meeting people, from talking, from like getting to know people. But I didn't want to let anyone in. It never went past that. Like there was a couple times like I met people that I'm like, ooh, like let's see. And I almost like put in my own head. I was like, I have a three date curse. Like I can't go past three dates with anyone. And it got to the point where like there's this weird situation where the the deeper and deeper work that I did with my own personal development and spiritual development, I realized that like it's not physical intimacy what I crave, it's emotional intimacy. Like I want to be able to let down my guards and let people in and show the real me. And it's funny because like this is what my entire brand is about. And what I'm here to do is empower women to like live their truth and be fully authentic. But it's the thing that I struggle the most with in my own life. And I feel like that's where it's, it's like almost funny. It's like where you, I don't know, you master what you teach. So it's like, as I'm teaching how to tap into your authenticity and be open and be honest, like I'm doing the same shit too. Like I'm not perfect. I'm not like this expert. I'm just an expert of my own life and like navigating everything. So yeah, it's, it's taken some time and a lot of work. Um, but I feel like it's also weird too with society saying that like in order to find love and lasting happiness in a relationship, you have to abstain from sex. And so like, even since like, I'm ready for like a partner, I'm ready to call in my soulmate and everything. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't believe in like, you have to like not have sex to find your person. But at the same time, like, I am being more selective with, like, who I'm letting in my life. Like, I went almost two years without really dating anyone. And that's when I was doing the deepest, like, inner work, the deepest spiritual work. Because I was like, I don't have time. I don't have energy for anyone else. And now I'm like, okay. Like, I know that adding someone to my life will be a benefit. But they don't complete me. Like, I am complete on my own. And that's where I'm like, I want to find someone who, like, compliments me who wants those like deep conversations, who is ready and available to like show their wounds, show their scars, but not like be reactive. Um, someone who challenges me and obviously like sexual chemistry is like very important to me, but like, that's not everything too. So that's like, that's what I'm navigating. And obviously with this coronavirus, like who knows, <laughs> who knows when all that's going to happen. But yeah, I'm, I'm calling that in in my life right now. Are you currently dating? I'm talking to someone. Um, and it's interesting because he is not my typical type. But um, at the same time, it's he possesses a lot of the qualities that I'm looking for in a partner. Like he is emotionally available. He is, um, very intellectual. He is spiritual. Um, like he's, he's experienced some shit too. So it's like interesting that like, we're able to connect on that level. And obviously like there's physical chemistry too. I don't know if it's like a little bit of cabin fever where I'm like, okay, like (laughs) what's going on here? Um, but yeah, I don't know. At the same time, it's like, am 
I ready to jump in with this one person? Do I want to see what else is out there? I don't know. I feel like with my personality, I'm very quick to like get bored and like move on. So that's something that I'm navigating right now. It's like, is this person someone that I actually want to like see where it goes? Or is it just like temporary and a learning process? Because I feel like everyone we meet, we learn something from and vice versa. Like, every everything happens for a reason and this this could be temporary or it could be long term who knows and what was your first introduction to coaching where did you start so really where I really found my purpose and passion with coaching was in so after I left entertainment And that was like the peak low of my depression. I ended up enrolling in some classes at UCLA Extension. And I thought I wanted to get an MBA. And then I was like, no, no. So then I was doing digital marketing. And I was in this one class that was personal branding and how to become an influencer. And legit, the only reason I signed up was because at the time I started an Instagram for my dog, Cleo. And I wanted her to be a doggy influencer. Like legit, I'm not even kidding. And so that was my whole intention. I was like, yeah, she's going to be famous. She's going to have all these followers and brand stuff. And then the first night of class, the the teacher said, there's a difference between having influence and having impact. And I was like, fucking light bulb bomb went off. I was like, okay, fuck, like, this is my purpose. I need to help people and inspire people to like move through their shit to like live their lives. And one of the guest speakers that we had, her name is uh, Danny J. I think her handle's uh, Danny J. Com or something. Like her website's DannyJ.com. And she spoke about like how to reclaim and rewrite your story. And so she was the first coach that I actually like felt connected to. Like I knew about the coaching industry, but I wasn't like, yeah, like personal development. And so I actually worked with her a little bit and I actually planned a podcast launch event for her. And so that was my first really interaction with coaching. And then I realized like, Hmm, like I want to become a coach. So I did my first coaching certification was with Amanda Merritt and that was focused a lot on like, obviously personal development, but a lot of spirituality, which was like newer to me. Like, I was not spiritually open before January 2019. Like, I will be completely honest. Like, I didn't believe in God. I did not believe in any higher power. I was like, fuck this. The world sucks. Like, we make our own luck. Like, there's no such thing as luck, actually. Like, life's what you make of it. So, like, it's either amazing or it sucks. And, like, it's up to you. And then through this like spiritual awakening, I was like, no, like everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a purpose. And through this program, like I really was able to like connect with myself, connect with a higher purpose, a higher power and realize that like everything was happening for me, not to me. And with it, like really helps me like integrate like the stuff that I learned with my own therapist Um, and the psychology stuff. So grounding psychology with like coaching and spirituality. And then at the end of that six month program, I was like, I want more. 
like I'm I like I and I'm very much the person where like I love to learn for the sake of learning and growing up like I hated school because I hate the grades I hate that there's like metrics of success it's like why can't we just learn to learn and so I ended up enrolling in this uh other program with Lexi D'Angelo which is fucking incredible honestly and it is the missing piece that I needed and my coaching where we're doing a deep dive in NLP, EFT, hypnosis, time techniques, and then really hunkering down and expanding on life and success coaching. And so where this is different than other certifications or other types of coaching is that like it's really grounded in psychology by using tools to help the subconscious brain create change at that level. Because there's like only so much that your conscious mindset work can do to create lasting change. And with these techniques, like you are able to like recode and release like any past trauma or limiting beliefs or anything that really is standing in your way. And in terms of like future orientation, like there are so many other tools that you can do to help like visualize and really like feel it in your body. Like I didn't even realize it was possible to have like a visualization, like so vivid to the point where like, you're actually like feeling like you're in it because you turn up the volume and you're able to really set goals, see yourself in it and then encode it into your future timeline. So there's just like so many, so many techniques. Um, and I guess I should <laughs> explain what all of these things are. <laughs> so <laughs> NLP is neuro-linguistic programming. So it uses hypnotic language that speaks to the subconscious mind to help recode on a subconscious level. Um, I call it almost like hypnosis light, if that makes sense. Um, so with all of these techniques, um, but NLP specifically, like you are 100% fully conscious. Um, so it's kind of, it can be kind of weird and kind of clunky when going through a technique with a client because most people like are living life with their conscious mindset. Like their conscious mind is always running the show when in reality, like the subconscious controls like 90% of the brain that we don't normally have access to. So it can be a little weird because most of the time, like I went in a session, like I'm asking the subconscious mind or the unconscious mind like these questions so it's forcing the conscious mind to like get out of the way which can be a little weird um but it like the more you do it the more it becomes natural and the easier it is to like go deeper and deeper and deeper to fully like release um things and then eft is emotional freedom technique also known as tapping and this is a powerful tool. Um, I think it's the easiest tool that anyone can do, really, because all you need is, like, yourself. And it uses acupressure points um, that are meridians on the body. And by using a certain tapping sequence, you are able to release any negative or unwanted emotions or even physical pain. Like, me personally, I do it most days, actually, to either release like negative feelings that I have or like even on the positive side, like how do I want to feel instead? 
So I've done tapping for like abundance, for energy, for like being my badass bitch self. Um, and it's been great to use it with clients too, because it really helps like lock in like everything that we're doing with the session. And I love to customize it to whatever we're talking about to help like really release those like limiting beliefs and hammer at home too. And then with, um, I don't know, hypnosis, I'd say, I mean, a lot of people know what hypnosis is, but I feel like they don't truly know. Um, and I'd say most of our knowledge of hypnosis is what we see in the media. A lot of people think that it is very manipulative and controls people as mind control. But in reality, like you are a hundred percent aware and in control of what happens in a hypnosis session. Like there are times where like at the beginning of hypnosis sessions, like asking you like there are like tools on like a light arm, like as a feather or with balloons and like a heavy arm or like quack like a duck. Like that's one that people seem to see like often. And like, if your subconscious mind doesn't want to do these things, it doesn't have to. Hypnosis also is not for everyone, but what's important to know with hypnosis is that all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Like you will be aware of a hundred percent, all of the things that are said during the session. It's not like I'm going to put you in a trance state and you are going to be like knocked out. Like that is not the case at all. Um, and that's a misconception that I had even coming into it and learning it. I was like, how is this ethical? Like, what the hell? And I'm like, no, actually, like, this is such a powerful tool because there are some things that, like, our conscious mind, like, won't get out of the way for. So this is the one way that we're able to do that. And can you talk about what is time techniques? Oh, yeah. Um, so time techniques is a subset, a submodality of NLP. So where time techniques come into play is using like your actual timeline. So time technique stands for time integration for maximum empowerment. And that's truly what it does because you can, what we're able to do with this technique is we can go into a past moment or memory to release a limiting belief or really it's a limiting decision because at one point you decided this was your truth. And in some cases, what's really awesome and also kind of like freaky is that a lot of the times these limiting decisions like are not our own. Like it didn't start with us. In most cases, it can be past life or generational trauma or decisions that have happened that are conditioning from our DNA. And like, if you think about evolution as a whole and how, like, humans and other animals have survived throughout life is that our DNA constantly, like, adapts and changes to the environment and it takes in everything as information. So how we've been able to survive thus far is by, like, almost, like, internalizing all of this trauma to move past it as, like, a protection mechanism. But what we're able to do now is release these beliefs that are no longer serving us. We don't need them to protect us anymore. And it's so powerful.
powerful to be able to release stuff that is so deeply rooted and with myself and with clients like it's it's been huge it's been it's been amazing like the things that have been able to be released through this technique and then um on the other side with like goal setting i think i briefly mentioned this before uh, but with like goal setting for with time techniques like you were able to actually see the goal and yourself in it and dial up the intensity and really create the life that you want but the beauty of having the time technique it's not just a visualization like we are able to insert this goal into your timeline but the real beauty is that by having this inserted into your timeline you're able to see going backwards all the steps that you need to take to create the street life to actually take tangible action steps and align action towards your goal uh, because at the subconscious level level you are able to accept this as truth and how do you know if you have past life trauma i'd say like from first glance like it's it can be challenging to to tell sometimes too like if you I mean most people if they think about like a limiting belief that they have like in client sessions for me it's easier to see like where the root cause is from because I always like poke the bear if that makes sense so like I ask a question I'm like what do you think is the root cause or who told you this and sometimes when the answer is like, I don't know, myself, usually if it's something that yourself is telling you, it's probably not from from yourself. It's probably ingrained from past life or generational trauma. Um, like I know I had a client who was dealing with a lot of like, like stress with like birthing and her pregnancy and she was like I feel like I don't have control and that this baby is going to be taken away from me and so initially when we went through the time technique it it first took us to the birthing of her first baby but that wasn't the root cause the root cause was a past life in medieval ages where she gave birth in secret and the baby was taken from her to be killed because it was a woman because it was a girl and like that actually was the root cause of this pain of this suffering of like not being able to like be a mother and support and like protect your child of like having that lack of control um so it really just like i don't know with it, in coaching, it just, like, it takes, like, going deeper sometimes, deeper than your conscious even is aware of. Um, and sometimes it can take a little bit to, like, figure it out, too. Um, I know sometimes, even within my sessions, like, I have to integrate multiple techniques within it. Like, I can't count how many times I've had to do inner child healing within an NLP technique. And it's like with learning NLP and being an NLP practitioner, like a lot of the times we are following a script because the script is what allows us to access the subconscious. But life doesn't follow a script. Every client is different. Every client has different needs. 
And so like having the intuition to be able to like tap into exactly what they need. And it's funny. It's like when going to a session, like I let things happen. I let things flow. Like I really like I have my toolbox of things that I can use but I don't have like a game plan every week. Um, sometimes it's like, what do you need? Like, where is this stemming from? Like, how can we, how can we resolve this? So it's really just like using intuition to see like what my clients need and how to help them process and release. And what do your clients usually come to you for? What area of their life? It's funny. Most of my clients, come to me with a career change a career shift um and it's funny because like obviously like I've done a huge pivot in my career like I started in digital publicity for film that's what I went to college for I was communications emphasis in PR and I was like fuck yeah entertainment's my shit like I don't want to do anything else I thought I was gonna have my own like PR company and be like boss bitch like doing that and then I realized I was like "Mm, no there's more to life than entertainment um and so it's funny it's like a lot of the time with coaches it's like you can coach people what you've been through yourself like you are an expert of your own life so I'm able to provide like the framework to do what I've done um but in most cases it's like it's always something deeper it's not about the career shift it's not about like changing your job to find happiness it really ends up being a lot of deep inner work like stemming from self-worth stemming from creating boundaries in your life stemming from identifying triggers stemming from how to communicate your needs effectively to like family friends your bosses um partners really anyone um and it's funny like I truly believe that everything 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 is rooted in self-worth and self-love and so while it's like initially people come for like okay I want to figure out my passion it's like you do that by going inward you do that by figuring out who you are and like what you stand for and like that's going to be where the magic happens that's the transformation What's your favorite part of your business? Favorite part? I would say, I mean, connecting with people, really. I mean, I, I'm a very social person. I love mm-hmm. connecting with people. I love hearing their stories. Um, but really, like, seeing the impact that, like, this work has on my clients' lives, and whether it's, like, one-on-one clients or even, like, I love workshop settings and also, like, every. Friday night I host a free meetup group for people who like want that community who want that like deep inner like conversation and expansion and community and connection because that really is what life is about is connection like we are here to connect with other people because like we're not here to be alone and in our lane like we're here to really like figure out who we are and find other people that like identify with that and help us grow and move forward and yeah it's like really really that's it it's the connection it's the community and can you tell me a bit about your instagram username and when you decided to choose that username yeah so my instagram username is live authentically now and it's funny like i I was trying to 
actually in that personal branding class. That's when like the page really turned to be like, okay, like, no, this is about me. This is about what I can do for others. And initially I think I was playing around with like, Oh, like live authentically that I wanted it just to be that. And then I was like, no, or I think, I think I also looked at like my authentic life. And then I was like, huh, it's not about me. It's about all these other people. It's about inspiring everyone to like live their own life. And then where the now came into play, I'm like, you don't have to wait till tomorrow. You don't have to wait till Monday. You don't have to wait till next month or next year to create change in your life. Like you can do that now. Any single second of the day, any minute of the day, like you can decide to do things differently. And so that's where it really came into play. And really my mission is to inspire people to like live their most authentic lives, to live their truth and claim whatever that means. Like, even if it looks messy and like not amazing, like some of the stuff I post, I'm just like, I'm having a bad day today. Like I look like shit and that's okay. (laughs) And it's really to show people that like, we don't have to be perfect. Like perfection doesn't exist. Um, It's the construct. It's what our mind tells us that like we need to be doing in order to be seen like worthy in society um and the beauty is like none of us are perfect and it's like if we just show up as we are every single day like that's how we as a society will grow and really prosper but yeah being in tune with like who you are at that moment and just like living your truth and if you could go back in time and talk to your 20 year old self what advice would you give her There's so many things I could say to my 20-year-old self. Um, Number one would be, like, have patience. Um, And I'd say, like, that's been my biggest lesson over the last couple years. Like, I've very much been a person who loves instant gratification, like, as I'm sure most of us do. Like, we want, like, what's easy, what's quick. We want that, like, dopamine hit. But in most cases within life like the good things are worth waiting for like the good things take time it takes time to build a business it takes time to figure out who you are and what you stand for um and knowing that like you don't have to have the answers either like we don't always have the answers to what we need to do sometimes um the greatest really the greatest is like taking time to like explore, um, putting a pin in it, like coming back. Um, and really I'd say most important is being present in whatever you're doing, like really enjoying the moment at hand. Uh, like I can't count how much of my life that I was very like goal oriented and focused on the future and rush through things and multitask because I felt like I needed to be high performing. Like in college when I was 20 like I had a full load of classes I was a lifeguard and swim instructor at my college um, and I was interning so every single day I was up by 8 a.m on days that I was lifeguarding it was 4 30 a.m and I would be go 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 until 10 p.m and I would still have a social life so sleep sleep is what I lacked um, but with all of the things that I was doing, I was not 100% present. 
was not even 50% present in all of the things that I was doing. Um, and that I feel like also goes into play with, sorry, I have my dog. Okay. <laughs> um, that goes into play too with knowing that you can't make everyone happy. That really is the biggest thing. It's about you. It's about what makes you happy. It's about figuring out like your boundaries and like what you need to do to fill your own cup, to put yourself first. That self-care is not selfish. That by having strong boundaries and creating a life that you want, like you're able to be there for more people and help more people by filling up your own cup, by putting yourself first and really yeah creating the life that you want that makes you happy because it's not about anyone else it's about you we only have one life and are there any questions you wish i would have asked you Um, so on one sense, it's like I gained all of this weight 
And then a lot of my worth was in my weight. Like I didn't feel good about myself on either end of the spectrum, whether I was anorexic or whether I was binge eating. And throughout like my whole journey and my whole life, like I'd say when I was 18, like that's when I really started like my health and fitness journey. But like at the beginning, like it was pretty restrictive. I was very focused on like losing weight like, how can I fit into this box? Like, how can I look like everyone else? And through that journey as well, like, even after this, after the sexual assault, I gained more weight and was really trying to, like, figure out who I was, like, what I stand for. Like, now I'm, like, I am not the thinnest I've ever been. I'm not the heaviest either, but I'm more focused on, like, how I feel in my body, like, what my body is able to do. And I know, like, the real turning point for me was in college. I was working with this trainer. I love her to death. She's amazing. She now does um, body work and massage um, instead. But I was like killing myself. I was working out like two hours a day, like eating really clean and not seeing results. It turns out, I found out a year later, it was because of PCOS. So PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome. It's a hormonal imbalance that really affects weight. Um, I ended up having like ruptured ovarian cysts and I am also insulin resistant. So my body doesn't process sugar like normal people do. And so that's why it was like so challenging for me that I wasn't able to get like the progress that I wanted because my body wasn't acting like I should have. I was at a caloric deficit. I was probably over exercising. So it's taken a lot of time and like a lot of experts to really help me figure out like what I need to be doing to be living my best life and knowing that it doesn't look like everyone else. Like I saw a nutritionist that specialized in PCOS eating. So I cut out a lot of things from my diet because it wasn't serving me. Um, And I know a lot of people are like, oh, gluten-free, it's like on trend, but like, no, like if I eat like I get sick if I eat dairy I get sick and like some days like I really want a pizza I'll eat it but I'll be sick for three days um and I'd say more recently like there's a trainer that I started working with um his name's Taylor um I'm doing his program now with Beach Fit Collective and he it's funny like he was a trainer at Equinox like that's how we met and he specializes in PCOS because his sister has it And so he helped me really see, like, why things weren't working. Why, like, even though I love my high-intensity, like, HIIT workouts, it wasn't benefiting me. I wasn't losing weight because I was hitting my max. I was going above my max. That I need to be eating in a certain way and multiple times a day to, like, maintain blood sugar levels. That I can lift heavier And I just need more breaks. Um, So through this process, it's like, I've realized like I am strong as fuck, but I also like my journey doesn't look like everyone else's. My body doesn't look like everyone else's. And I feel like, yeah, like it's all wrapped into the self-love, self-development, spirituality. It's like the more tapped in I am with myself, the more I feel at peace with my body. And I know it can be like hard to... I don't know, like, let it all hang out there. Like, I don't have a perfect body. Like, I'd say, did I weigh myself today? Yeah. Today, I am weighing 210 pounds. And that sounds like a lot, but I also have, what's my fat-free 
body weight, 146 pounds. Fat-free body weight, that's just, like, muscle, bones, water, whatever. Like, that's strong as fuck. I have a lot of muscle in my body. And it's, like, weird to say, like, oh, this is my number. But there's so much that goes into it. It's, like, how does your body feel? What does your body allow you to do? Like, I have so much stamina now. I am able to do tougher workouts. I am able to lift, like, heavier weights. Like, before this quarantine started, like, I was using 35-pound dumbbells. Like, what the fuck? Like, when in my past, it was, like, three pounds. Like, who am I? Like, what? So, I don't know, just, like, really being in tune with, like, who I am, like, what I need, and knowing, like, if people like it, like, if they don't like it, they can suck it. (laughs) Not as eloquent, but, yeah, like, you're not going to be for everyone, and that's okay. Like, I know when I, like, and I'm the type of person, like, I'll wear a bikini, I don't care. I haven't shaved anything in a long time, too, and I'll just walk around and love my body. And, like, sometimes I'll have people, like, sharing hateful comments. Um, I know sometimes when I post my workout videos, too, on my page, like, I get some nasty DMs. I get some nasty comments. But, like, also knowing that it's, like, other people's reactions to you are not your problem. That's a projection of their own insecurities. And all you can do is, like, build yourself up, build up that self-worth, and really know that, like, it's what you feel about yourself like that's what matters there really is at the end of the day it's like how you love yourself and like yourself and what you can do to make you feel good that's all that matters not all the other stuff that's it and could you lead us through a visualization yeah (laughs) what kind of feel do you want right now do you want more grounding or more light what energy do you need right now? I guess light. Light. Okay. <laughs> okay. So take a moment to shake out your body. Get comfortable. Let's roll our shoulders back a few times. Maybe three times. So big roll back. Two. Three. And wherever you are, whether you're sitting on the floor cross-legged, sitting down, maybe you're standing, maybe you're laying down, wherever you are, put your palms facing up. When you put your palms facing up, this is putting you in a position to receive light, love, energy, and everything that we're calling into this moment. And so first here, I want to take three big breaths together. So we're going to do a big inhale here. And exhale. And another inhale here. And exhale. And on this next inhale here, I really want you to think about what you're calling in in this moment. So big inhale. And release everything that's standing in your way. So here, I want you to focus on steadying your breathing. Breathe in a way that feels comfortable and natural to you. Maybe tilt your head up towards the sky. Put your shoulders back. 
And I want you to visualize this bright white light coming from your heart. So your heart is pulsating, it's expanding, and this bright white light is gonna continue to expand throughout the rest of your body. So visualize this light going through your bloodstream, expanding through your whole body. And we're gonna have this light come up towards your head first through the crown, the top of your head, to your eyes, the back of your eyes, your brain, your nose, your mouth, your jaw, your neck, the back of your head, your shoulders, your arms, your elbows, through the bloodstream, through all of these parts of your body, your wrists, your hands, every single fingertip, visualize this light expanding through your body. And now we're gonna go towards the lower half of the body. So our chest, our waist, our back, down every single spinal column, through all of the nerves in your body as well as your bloodstream. Through our hips, our pelvis, our pelvic floor. We're gonna go down through our legs, our knees, our calves and shin, our ankles, the tops of our feet, the bottoms of our feet, and through all of our toes. And now as we're feeling this light expand through us, I want you to, with every single inhale, inhale all the power that you are having in this moment, all the light, all of the love, all of the energy, all of the expansion. And I want you to visualize you taking a step towards your front door. And as you come to this front door, you put a hand on the handle of this door. And as you slowly open the door, you're opening into a portal of our galaxy. And as you open this door further and further, you stand on the edge of the door frame, looking out at the vast expansion of our universe, past our physical reality and plane here on this earth. And take a moment here to inhale. And as we exhale, we step off of this ledge, we step past this door hinge, this door frame into the vast expansion of our galaxy, of our reality. And in this moment here, we are almost floating throughout the stars. We see shooting stars. We see some far off planets that we have never known before. Maybe we see some alien life here. We, in this moment, are open to expansion. We are open to growth. We are open to seeing things in a way that we never did before. We're open to light and love and seeing things in a new and exciting way. And with each breath, I want you to relax your body 
even deeper. So a big breath and almost visualize that you are floating on your back amongst the stars. And the more comfortable you feel, the better you are gonna feel. So relax, relax every limb of your body, fully relax, take it deeper and deeper and deeper. And as you're feeling the most deep state of relaxation, I want you to figure out now in this moment, what's your intention? What are you here to call in in this life and through this day today? What do you want? How can you create this life that you want? What's one action that you can take today that will set you up for your dream life, for your dream reality, and create it now here in this moment? So as you think about these questions, I want you to visualize that reality that you are stepping into. Who are you becoming? What do you want to see and create in your world? And in this moment here, we're going to picture ourselves standing with a mirror in front of us. So who is this person that is on the other side of the mirror? Is this reflection who you currently are right now? Is this reflection maybe of your higher self, the person that you are aiming to step into? Is this person your inner child? Is this person your 80-year-old self? Who is the person that is looking back at you in the mirror? Or maybe it's a combination of all of them. Maybe all of these parts of yourself are in the mirror looking back at you. And this is a reminder, too, that all of these people, all of these versions of yourself are inside of you at all times. And you are able to ask any question that you want to find the guidance and growth and acceptance and love in yourself. So I want you to take a moment now and ask yourself, your higher self, maybe some advice that your higher self has for you. How can you step into and claim your truth? Who do you need to become in this moment? Ask yourself this question. And once you have the answer here, I want you to visualize your higher self reaching out to hold your hands. So we are now reaching out with both hands, holding hands with our higher self. And in this hand holding, we are taking in all of this knowledge, all of this expansion, all of this growth that our higher self is integrating into our bloodstream, into our brain, into the very fabric of our being on this human plane. We are able to take the learnings and integrate them now. We are able to find growth and expansion and love in this moment and take it through the rest of our day, through the rest of our lives. And so I want you to squeeze the hand of your higher self. And this is a reminder that your higher self is part of you. So take one more big breath here. And as you exhale, your higher self almost melts into you. 
like if you visualize a spirit or a ghost returning back to the soul body that it comes from. And this is a reminder that you are your higher self. She, she or he is not outside of you. They're one with you. Your higher self is you. You are able to tap into all of this knowledge, all of this expansion, all of this growth, all of this light and love at any moment in time. You are one with love. You are one with growth. You are one with expansion. And what's most important is that you are love. You are light. And you are all you need here in this moment. So take another inhale here. And as you exhale, visualize your body floating down, 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 back through space, through the galaxy, returning back to planet Earth, through the stratosphere, back into our physical body. And take a moment here to think about what learnings that you are able to take from this experience. Who are you becoming now? What aligned action are you going to take today to fully integrate this learning from your higher self that is also you? So take a moment to set your attention with who you are becoming now and who you are choosing to be this day and all days going forward. So as you set your intention, we're going to take another three big breaths to round out our practice. So big inhale here. Taking in all the growth, all the learnings. And as we exhale, we're exhaling anything that is standing in our way. Another inhale here. We are taking in all of the energy that we are getting, all the vibrancy from this moment, from this practice. And we are exhaling all of the limiting beliefs, the limiting decisions that are standing in our way. And on the last inhale here, I want you to inhale how you want to feel, how you're choosing to feel here in this moment. And exhale all of the expectations that you have of yourself and of others that are ready to be let go now. And so here, I want you to know that you are whole. You are complete exactly as you are. You are exactly where you need to be in this moment. Life is a learning. Life is a journey. So take a moment to be present with yourself. Figure out what you need how you can support yourself, how to foster your growth, self-discovery, self-love, expansion, and really tap into who you are at your core. So steady your breathing here. Wiggle your fingers. Wiggle your toes. Roll your shoulders back, maybe your neck, and come back into the room whenever you are ready. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, of course. How was that for you? It was good. (laughs) I haven't been taking deep breaths recently. I haven't been like doing any breath work or anything. So I probably need to start because I keep on hearing breath work come up and breathing come up. So I think it's 
Yeah. It's time. Breathwork is super powerful. If you want a breathwork tool that you can use like at any point, I really like doing box breathing. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, it's very simple. Um, I've used it to help with like panic attacks and also like at night to sleep. Basically for box breathing, you inhale for four seconds, you hold for four seconds, and then you exhale for four. So we can do a few now too, okay. if you'd like. Okay. So inhale for four seconds. So one, two, three, four, hold. One, two, three, four, and exhale. One, two, three, four. Another inhale here, one, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, four, and exhale, one, two, three, four. We're going to do two more to round it out. So another inhale here for four, one, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, four, and exhale, one, people connect with you yeah um the easiest way to connect with me is on instagram at live authentically now um i have a website it's www.liveauthenticallynow.com uh i also have a meetup group a facebook page at live authentically now and a online facebook group community so I'd say the easiest way is just slide into those DMs <laughs> and I will point you in the direction of whatever tools that you need. Um, and I really want to like share that 
like coaching is an amazing tool, but I know that not everyone has the funds to do so. And that's why I have so many like free resources, like within social media, with my free, like Facebook, uh, community that I have for women, um, every Friday at 7 PM, a free meetup group. Um, last week we talked for three hours and it was amazing. So yeah, it was great. We talked about sexuality, communication, um, all sorts of stuff, consent, um, all the, all the taboo, all the things that most people don't want to talk about. It's not always like that. Um, we have different topics every week. But yeah, there's a multitude of different ways to work with me, even if you don't have the money now. I know a lot of people are affected by coronavirus. So if you are feeling the pull to work one-on-one, like I'm more than willing to be flexible. Like I want everyone to get the support that they need, whether that's gifting a free session or figuring out a payment plan. Like I am more than willing to be flexible and give the support that I know everyone needs right now. Because we... I don't know, as a society, like, as we grow and as we expand, like, we do that with each other. Thank you guys so much for listening. I would love if you guys can leave me a review on iTunes. And please feel free to share this episode with anyone you think it would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.